This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. All right, man. We just didn't have any brakes. All we, I, I was all over a brake there. Couldn't get it to... Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get it to stop. <laughs> <laughs> that what, was awesome. What did you eat in the car? Yeah. What was that? That was awesome. I, I don't know about <laughs> y'all, about but that. listening listening to that on uh, on Saturday night was really funny. But uh, the best part was is the manners you have. Excuse yeah, me. Excuse Just me. immediately, as soon as you burp, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. With uh, Dale Jr., Mike Hogue, Mike Davis, Amanda Troutman, I'm Taylor Zarzer. It is the Dale Jr. Download, and it is presented by Spy. Go to spyoptic.com now and check out their exclusive offer for Dirty Mo' Radio listeners. Take 20% off your purchase of any Dale Jr. Signature 88 Collection sunglasses just by entering code Dale Yeah, Dale yeah. at checkout. I, I don't know about you guys, but I got a lot of tweets about that on uh, on Saturday night about about burping. Yeah, and I did on, too. On Reaction Theater. Yeah, that was yeah, funny. So that was uh, that was funny stuff. Hey, first and uh, foremost, it is uh, we got a birthday to celebrate today. Uh, Intimidator. Your, yeah. your dad would have been uh, 63, I think. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's there are certain days in the year that uh, they're different than others, and this is one of them. And um, it's pretty cool because now that I'm on Twitter, I have sort of a a podium to show my show what you're thinking. Yeah, you know, every day. And on days like this, it's really fun because you like to make you know, there's certain acknowledgments that are important to you, and mm-hmm. it's pretty neat. Is there a it was there a certain birthday party or birthday? you remember most that you celebrated with him not with him um we never really celebrated his birthdays and uh you know because he wouldn't slow down long enough to mm-hmm. let you get you know get in front of him and uh he was out you know he was up at five in the morning working and you wouldn't see him all day yeah so uh and you ain't throwing no party at five in the morning to anybody <laughs> right <has. Yeah. laughs> all right well let's talk a little bit about uh the race on uh on saturday night it was, uh, it was, it was. I know it was exciting. It was crazy. It was a uh, hell of a finish. Yeah, I, I got the. Uh, I had a pretty good seat for the finish. Um, I thought, you know, surely as wild as they were running, that we might um, be able to get up in there and get a couple spots. But um, and our car was really good right from the start. We worked on our car in practice and were mentally stubborn about keeping the car loose and making sure that the car was turning and rotating and maybe even, you know, on the extreme side and, and being aggressive with how free the car was and not work on forward bite. Every time we would go to Richmond, Richmond's very slick and uh, it's just like, a, you know, it's slick as heck and trying to get the power down off the corner is never going to be good no matter how hard you work on it. You're never, you can't improve mm-hmm. on it unless you start taking power out of the car. And um, we're, we get we forget and try to work on that, and try to work on that, and think, man, if we can drive off the corner better than these guys, that that'll be such a mm-hmm. uh, such a good thing. And 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 it never works, and you end up making the car slower and slower in the center of the corner, where the car can't turn and roll through the middle of the corner, and you get beat there. And um, you're testing when you're practicing during the day. You're not behind people and around cars, so you can't. You know, you're you're you don't you don't really simulate losing downforce and things like that that you'll see in the race. So we just worked really hard on keeping the car free. And once the race started, and I was like, all right, man, hopefully this thing's as free as we had it, and hopefully it's 
you know, going to do what we wanted. And uh, like the first run, you know, the car was turning, turning, turning. I was having, I was uh, able to be real easy on the throttle off the corner and not really have to really uh, gouge the rear tires on exit because the car rolled in and through the middle so good, I, I gained enough on guys that I could afford to give a little back on the exit of the corner and save my tires for the long right. run. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we were real competitive right from the get-go. Real was real happy about that. And we weren't lo- using a lot of brakes. And so it was uh, interesting that the brakes were fading and the pedal was getting long. But um, after the race, I got to looking at the front of the car and the grill's covered, you know in rubber so mainly the right front so it kind of they they were looking at the car that goes by and they're like the rotors don't glow you know there's no mm-hmm. there's no heat in the left front so i don't know why you were losing brakes but um, it must have been the right front and it the temperature of the rotor translates to the brake pad which translates to the caliper and the, the fluid in the caliper will begin to boil and the caliper becomes basically a cooker pot and it boils the fluid a all the way up through into the mass cylinder and when the fluid boils for some reason uh the pedal gets long and yeah uh, the brakes don't but work ba- based solely on rubber buildup well that that's what started this no thing? just the rubber buildup on the grill right starts and starts making the temperatures right yeah so my brakes aren't getting air gotcha and especially under caution when the pace slows down like the we had two yellows right there at the end of the race one yellow with a, about 20 laps to go, mm-hmm. and then we had a restart, and we were running good with, with, with Matt, and try, almost got, we were rolling in on the corner and getting to him a little bit. We ran three laps, and we put together real good corners through, through that process and felt like, all right, I'm going to get to Matt if this thing stays green. So uh, then the caution come back out, and under that caution, un, uh, with the pace down and the grill blocked, the, the the rotors just cook and we I tried really hard to do what I could I turned all the electricity off in the car that I was using like air, mm-hmm. my helmet and the seat and anything that wasn't necessary the engine fan we usually run under caution at the short tracks so I turned everything off I could to give as much power to the brake fans and uh d- you know was doing everything I could to not let it boil over under that caution man and it just go it was the pedal was going down and down and down and down and down and I noticed I knew that the fluid was getting extremely hot so we went back to green and when you mash the brakes all all you have is rear brakes and it just spins the car out you really can't even mash the brakes cuz it'll spin out so you sail into the corner way too fast up the racetrack and guys are just going by you I just learned a lot. I don't know about you, but I did. <laughs> that, that was yeah. the most I, information I honestly, think we've had at Dirty Mo Radio with all the episodes ever. combined. <laughs> yeah, it was it was good stuff. I mean, I, it, it makes a lot of sense. But and I appreciate you explaining that because yeah. I had. I mean, I, I hear. Let's play the clip, Amanda. I mean, I hear you saying this in the car, but I, I I think all of us at home don't don't understand why you're having that issue. But it makes sense now. Let's hear what you said Saturday night. I want to brush the wall. The cross is out. One brush the wall on the floor here. He's just he's still rolling. No, nothing to be worried about. Yeah, I figure. Oh, man. Yeah, the brake pedal, I don't, I don't know. Be ready to put out the flames. Keep an eye on it here on the, it slow down here on the pace. Then forward, look at it. Yeah, we don't see anything. No smoke, nothing. Rotors look cold, so we'll take a look at it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. I'm just telling you. Pedal fades real bad, then it comes back perfectly. It fades real quick again, all the way to the floor. That's heat. That's real fast heat. 
for him when it's open, DJ will pit. That was a great run, man. How you like your car? Love the car. Hate the brakes. <laughs> yeah, 10-4, I hear you. Okay. We'll pit when it's open, four tires. Yeah, like I was thinking about pulling tape off like it's that, but it's, it's not rotor temp, so we'll look and see how everything is. Pit road's still closed. If you pull it, just pull it off the right. I wouldn't be opposed to it. We're plenty free on entry. 10-4. Junior, listening to that, and, and after your explanation a minute ago, um, looking at some of the issues Boyer had and some of the other guys, do you think it had anything to do with setup that all these guys having these problems with fires, or or do you think it's just the way the track is? I think uh, I, I we'd have to sit down and really, really think about that. But but the reason, you know, the fires are uh, basically rubber buildup on that finds little pieces and places to sit. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we'll get rubber that will build up around the exhaust uh, pipe and the pipe itself and the temp from the exhaust can catch that on fire and you'll see fires underneath guys cars while they're racing yeah it's, it's common you don't uh it don't content it don't really ever escalate like it did right friday and saturday night we saw it in a nationwide mm-hmm. race too a couple guys had some trouble and for whatever reason the tire that we had this weekend was really wearing a lot and which is great we love tire wear uh, but it was accumulating a lot of tire debris on the racetrack, and if uh, and and that that sets and finds pockets in the mm-hmm. race car and on, on on the suspension and around you know around the brake ducting and stuff to c- collect. It just mm-hmm. collects more and more and more, and eventually, if that gets hot enough, the rotor can catch it on fire or the the exhaust can catch it on fire, and it'll it'll burn and burn whatever else is flammable around it. So you know those guys eventually had some issues that. When the when you know it's it would it was okay under race speed because there's enough wind to keep the flame and the fire small to almost eventually burn it out, but when we'd slow down under pace and roll in at that speed, the fire you just watch the cars that were mm-hmm. on fire just get the fires getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually the whole tires on fire on the right front and and they got you know they got big problems. Looks mm. scary. <laughs> it really does. Uh, hey, a couple of those guys uh, look like look like a barbecue going on out there. It was so helpless being in the car because yeah. you can see the fire getting bigger, but the guy driving the car didn't seem to realize it. And yeah. you're like, TJ, man, you need to tell your buddy there that yeah. he needs to get to pit road now because yeah, yeah, yeah. if he's riding, if he rides one more lap at pace speed, the whole damn car's gonna be on fire. Who'd yeah. you see? Oh, Yaley, I think you were yeah. talking about. Yeah. It was and uh, it, it was crazy. He you went can like see a lap that. too yeah. long, yeah. and he doesn't know it. You know right. what's going on, which is why you're saying on your radio chatter, "Hey, look, you're going about to have a fire here, right?" Because if you're feeling these break, I mean, you can't see it either. Yeah. I yeah, I could, I could, I was noticing the other drivers not knowing they were on fire. That's nice. It's so, and so I was feeling like maybe I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's understandable why you'd feel that way. I mean, so many people had trouble. I mean, just seeing Jimmy issues all night, yeah. you know, coming into the pits. Uh, he, yeah. all of them. Had a lot of issues there. Uh, hey, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, restarts, positioning on restarts. Uh, Gordon intentionally trying to drop back uh, long and short runs. Uh, punches being thrown. Uh, we'll get to all that in a second. I really feel like, as a fan, Richmond is one of the best races to go to. Like, in terms of atmosphere, sure. the racing, etc. Do you guys feel that way, Hogue? I mean, obviously, you've been going with Junior uh, to Richmond for the last few years, not missing one of those. Um does it feel that way, atmosphere-wise? I agree, because, I mean, just looking up in the stands, it's packed. Yeah. I mean, all day long, it's, I felt like, you know, there's much more of a crowd, much more energy. Um, you know, the racing's always good there yeah. as well. I'm sure on TV, Mike, it was 
Oh, it was awesome. Uh, Richmond's at a fairgrounds. It's not going to suck yeah. at a fairgrounds, <laughs> all right? You know, they should have, uh, you know, uh, turkey legs. And, you know, it's at a fairgrounds. And the, one of the things about Richmond, when you win that race, they do this thing where you have to go under this pedestrian tunnel, and you basically have to walk through a sea of fans to get to the press box. And I remember, this, you know, several times when juniors won that, you need – actual uh humanity to block you from this sea of fans these body not body uh, police guards and it's one of the most surreal moments the fans are just absolutely rabid especially because it's at night they've had all day to uh get ready for this moment <laughs> so to speak and it's just it's a great atmosphere it's at a fairgrounds they're hammered it, like what's awesome. not to like about it's it? awesome and on top and, of that it's saturday night i mean it's we were strapping into the car before the race started we they had the cars pointed uh down the front straightaway at an at an angle that I had basically a direct line of vision to the grandstand straight out the windshield as I was buckling in and I watched <laughs> some guy there was there was a barriers a little you know it's like a 5 foot long fence temporary fence that was just sitting there to kind of keep people from going too close to the actual uh the the wall down the front straightaway right. going into turn 1 and some guy was just pro- had, leaning on it with his arm. And along the whole front straightaway, there was a rope, like a real like a real rope. Um, it must have been kind of abrasive. And it was the exact same height as that rail on that fence. So there's this big dude, like, propped on this fence. He's standing with about three of his buddies, just leaning on this little six-foot barrier. And then there was this guy about five feet down, several people over, who was grabbed the rope and shook the hell out of this rope because <laughs> he's excited about the race starting. Yeah. And it rug burned the hell out of this guy's <laughs> arm four foot down. And I swear they came so close to brawling yeah. right there in front of me. And I, you could tell one guy had been at it all day long, been partying all day long, and the guy that grabbed the rope. The other guy, he was pretty sensible, and he was like, look here, bro, you're real close to getting laid out. <laughs> That's I was awesome. like, man, these guys are going to go at it right here before we even pull off. Saturday I mean, night, short track. Richmond's that place where they have to lock down. Like, you can't move your vehicles anywhere because, you know, there's grandstands all the way around the track. So, these people have to get out. But, you know, they're going to take their time, too. So, it's just the, the whole atmosphere is crazy. you got fans like that. I remember I wrote about this for the Sporting News deal. Uh, Junior, when he uh, made the chase in 2006, he just brought – he summoned a cooler of beer down to Pitt Road. That fits the Richmond atmosphere completely, right there. Completely. You, th- that's where a cooler of beer on pit road after a race is okay. There was a woman a few years ago who had more than a few, and she had a she had one in her hand. And I, I was walking before the race, pre-race, with, with Marty Smith, and, and she says, Marty, I love you. And he said, he looks at me and he says, I'm a motorsports reporting Jesus, Taylor Sergeant. <laughs> and, I mean, that's, but that's, the, that's the atmosphere you get yeah. there at, uh, at Richmond – all the time. It's fun. Uh, and I'm, I was curious to get to your perspective on that because I, I think it's one of the best to go to each year. All right, a couple things here. Have you uh, you ever come to blows with anybody at a race, uh, w- cup level, nationwide level, any level? Yeah, uh, with PR guys. I don't know about drivers. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, me and Tony Stewart ran in each other at uh, Pikes Peak. This was when Tony was about half the size. Okay. So I mean, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't go at him today, right. but yeah. uh, back then he was he was a lot closer in in my weight class. But uh <laughs> we um we were banging into each other on the racetrack 
I was trying to pass him forever and ever and ever, and finally I just resorted to running into him, and that didn't work either. And then we had a caution, and I came out of the pits ahead of him, and he shoved me into turn one and uh, cost me a bunch of spots. But anyways, the race is over with, and NASCAR called us to the trailer. He was fine, actually, and but when we were, I was already in the trailer, and Tony Sr. was in there with me up in the hauler, in the NASCAR hauler. I was up on the steps going into the, their lounge, and Tony Stewart come in, but his crew chief come in in front of him, and I don't know who the guy is but uh, or remember his name, but um, he was a little bit shorter than Tony. And that as soon as that guy got into the hauler, he started running his mouth at me. And uh, just the things he was saying uh, was just, made, I snapped and I went after him, and Tony Sr. went after Tony, Tony Stewart. It was just a little bit of a wrestling match more than anything, but I... I tried to get a good shot in, but there was a lot of people in the middle. But we wrestled and tore his shirts off and <laughs> just fought for a little while. That's probably um, as wild as it has ever got for me. You hear stories about uh, drivers getting called into the NASCAR hauler and decking each other or somebody got punched in the face. Uh, you never know the truth. I mean, I mean, I guess you could ask the drivers themselves. But um, Strangely, they all have Tony Stewart. Tony in, in that, yeah, I mean, like he's always the one in the middle in the of a lot of those, right. uh, those uh, rumors. Yeah. yeah, isn't that where you and Tony then became like good buddies? Yeah, the next week it was pretty cool. The next week I wasn't really that mad at Tony because what we did on the racetrack was pretty even, and we didn't even we were like, ah, oh, dang it, man, we got you know we had a bad race. We got you know we poked the bear and the bear. You know, told my shirt off. <laughs> I mean, just pu- yeah. pushing Tony around on the track, and then you know, I realized you know you're not going to push Tony around. <clears throat> and uh, we went into the they, we got called to the hauler. We probably would have got on the plane, went home, and I thought nothing about it. But we got called to the hauler because Tony wasn't running every week. I don't think we got called to the hauler, and that's when that guy was running his mouth. I was like, man, this ain't going to stay in here, you know. But then we uh, went to the next race, and Tony Stewart actually came up to me and said, look, man, I don't want to be. I won't have no problem with you. Yeah. you know? He's like, I think you know we could be friends, and we've been pretty good friends since. So you're saying Ambrose and Mears are going to be really good buddies now? Tight. That's how it always works, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't hate each other. Yeah. They just had a disagreement on the track sure. that blent, that that got out of control in the pits. They ne- they I mean, yeah. they, ha- they don't have a hatred or That's a fierce rivalry with each other. So I'm certain that through the, they're going to be forced to be around each other through. The suspension or whatever happens, or the any yeah. kind of penalty that NASCAR may give them, they're not going to get suspended. But anything that NASCAR does uh, will bring them together, whether they like it or not. And through that process, they likely will become pretty good friends. Yeah, that's just it's the way it happens. I, I loved your tweet uh, this weekend. So I went to Australia once. <laughs> they don't take no crap. Thunderstruck. Yeah, yeah that's. The Tasmanian Devil got pretty upset there on Saturday night. But to your point, man, I mean, when you're racing for a spot there and it gets so competitive and it's so hot, it, I mean, I remember a few years ago you talking about how Mark, Mark, you have as much respect for for Mark Martin as anyone. But you guys were fighting for like eighth place for probably it seemed like fifty laps, and afterwards you guys were real frustrated with each other. But you said, you know, it's nothing serious, it's nothing, you know, but it's just it, what happens on the track. Yeah, I mean. When you're on the racetrack and uh, you, you, you know, get to racing somebody real hard, you're going to get frustrated. I don't care if it's your best friend. You know, you get mad at your best friend sometimes. But, you know, we take racing really – everybody takes racing very seriously. And every, when you're out there trying to do your job, you want to finish as good as you think you possibly can every week. And when you're short of those positions, 
for whatever reason you're frustrated and if it's because you feel like the way somebody might have raced you or whatever mm-hmm. i mean there i don't mind getting raced hard but there's times when you you know it's a green white check or something and a guy just blatantly drives you up into the fence you yeah. know just thinking you're you know, not even giving a damn that you're on the outside of him that's just dirty you mm-hmm. know that's just sh- crappy chicken crap racing yeah <laughs> when you got when a guy just fences you yeah Knowing good and well he's fencing you. Yeah. You know, that's not all right. Kind of like Tony does. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not. Let me go back to this Mears thing. I don't think Mears should ever be mad at Ambrose. Like you said, they're going to laugh it out. Let me tell you who Mears should be mad at. Does anyone take a guess? I saw you tweet about it. It, it bothered me. The I crew member yeah. sat there and watched. It, it wasn't even that he sat there and watched. And a lot of people took, yeah, a, a t- took offense to me tweeting this. I'm not saying the guy should have got in the fight, okay? He said it was that he sat there emotionless, yeah, completely unaffected by the fact that his driver is. I noticed in that this too. Disagreement, yeah. And so I made an observation about it, and everybody's like, "Let the drivers fight it out." I'm like, "No, no, no, no." It, it, Ambrose's guys were right. At in the what middle. point yeah. do you think what's in the best interest of my team? Right. Maybe my driver's about to get his brains beat in. Maybe my driver's about to get himself fined. Maybe my driver's about to get himself suspended. Maybe I should break this up maybe i should just get a verbal jab in because it's a good opportunity i mean show something that you've got your drivers back that's the thing i'm not asking him to go in there and get in fights i'm asking i think the pit crew members ought to always have their drivers back. absolutely and that means that's the first thing i thought to get them out of a situation to get them because the team needs the driver i think that the guys you'd have to look at that particular crew member's resume and see where his experience lies a lot of the guys that have been around for a long time would have been quick to react and do the proper thing whether it be break the fight up or protect his own driver and maybe that guy just you know was in shock in the moment like it you know i can't believe what i'm seeing kind of (laughs) thing because we all were uh i don't know I probably would have stood there with with my jaw on the ground, going, "Whoa, what the hell's Only going his on?" His jaw wasn't on the ground. It was he could have been in a library. Yeah, I know it, you were saying crew, but if, if this happens in the future, are you trying to suggest that that Hogue jumped? I knew in the I'd get this? roped into this. You, somehow. Is, I'm just I'm just asking if this that's is, what you're trying. This is is that was that question. part of the hiring process? Where, uh, well, clearly it's not part of the hiring. <laughs> look, what, look at the physical specimen that we hired. I mean, we weren't going to do that. This isn't a bodyguard here, right? <laughs> but. There have been plenty of altercations. I think at the time when Boris, uh, Boris said went after, was it Biffle? Remember when he called him a scaredy cat? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, big words there. <laughs> uh, you know, I remember, uh, I, think, I can't remember if it was Biffle or not, but one of those Rouse PR people were like, hey, get out of here. Get out of here. You know, tell, talking to Boris. Yeah. They were simply trying to, you know, let them have their words, but he's, you know, getting a word. I'm curious what Hogue does in this situation. I am too. Go what after their just... PR rep. <laughs> what? Go after their PR rep. Yeah, okay. No. All right. Uh, I don't know, man. I, that's never happened. I have no idea. I'd have to react somehow. No, wait. No, where were you I... in the Jimmy Spencer deal? Were you right there? What have, what's your experience? Yeah. What have you done? Well, that all happened in the car. I mean, like, he, he reached in the car. I didn't know that he hit Kurt until Kurt got out of the car with a bloody nose and Kurt was running to the hauler to tell, basically, is what he was doing. Um, but I remember when you and Robbie Gordon got into it, and there's this real good picture of Jade Gers holding you back with both arms, like, and in, in, in you're flipping him all, you're flipping Gordon off. Actually, but isn't that what happened? No, it's one of his crew guys. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. That's right. That's right. It was, uh, and we're me and the crew guy. We're, we're I'd say we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way because, it happens because yeah. junior yeah. friendships, if you haven't noticed, start with a big fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, he he had uh, we were he was a lap down. That's we were trying awesome. to get by him to you know 
try to gain a few spots. It was in the last 10 laps of the race. We had a late restart, and he wasn't getting out of the way. So I had to beat on him a little bit. And then after the race, he chased me down uh, with his car. And uh, so I just slammed. You know, he was hitting me in the back, so I just slammed on brakes and let him knock the radiator out of his car. And <laughs> he went on. And so we had to park in the – I think we were in the top five or something. So we had to park on pit road. And some of his crew come down there, and I, th- I was like, man, your guy's the – freaking problem you know go handle your your dude he's you know go handle robbie he's the damn problem here yeah yeah no they were probably like we know that (laughs) (laughs) why did you're making the problem worse is Uh, what we're saying yeah that's funny stuff man before we get into reaction theater don't forget about spy's exclusive deal for dirty mo radio listeners go online to spyoptic.com and check out dale jr's signature spy 88 collection includes the dirty mo mccoy Quanta General and Farrah for the ladies. Enter a uh, discount code Dale Yeah. That's Dale Yeah. Dale Yeah. D A L E Y E A H at checkout and receive twenty percent of your purchase <laughs> off your purchase. We appreciate your support of Dirty Mo Radio and Spy. Now go get yourself a pair of signature eighty eight collection sunglasses today, right after the podcast, of course. That's Dale, right. Dale Yeah. Dale Yeah. All right, uh, it's time now for Reaction Theater. It's the world's biggest Dale Jr. fan here. Before I get to the nasty, congratulations to Josh Berry and Kevin Harvick on getting JR Motorsports wins. And to Junior for driving a heck of a race out there. Hell yeah. Now, for you, Joey Logano, you little oh. Next time you get us loose, I'll personally kick your ass. Oh. Okay. All right. So we got some people ready to take on Logano. Continuing on with Reaction Theater. I cannot believe this. Another damn caution. There we were, getting ready to run down the leader, and a caution comes out. Last week, we're the leader, and a caution comes out. This caution has got to stop. Better tires, less caution, Dale's the champ. Let's go, 88. That's racing, isn't it? Come on, NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah those, ca- those cautions are disappointing when they come out and you're sitting there, when you're sitting there sort of lining up your target, you know? I felt like that's what we were doing there with the. Uh, with about 15 laps to go, was sort of lining up our opportunity and working our way toward the lead and getting an opportunity to get to race Matt for the lead anyways. How far were you from the white flag in, in Darlington? We were do- going into three. I swear, though, I, I looked at the replay, and, and I think Kevin would have eventually got there. It wasn't a 15-car lead. It wasn't. Lead. They I said that. I said, can't, can't, on those four tires, I don't know who told him that, somebody, but I didn't remember 15 car leads separate. I think somebody was just real excited. <laughs> <laughs> we all were. Uh, that was pretty awesome in Darlington. All right, what's next? Now, wait a second. Let me tell you this straight. We go green with nine to go. You let Logano push you around. Now, either that car went to junk or your butt puckered. One of the two. <laughs> then you finish, what, ninth, and Logano goes on to win? Oh, my God. Come on, Dale. I've been a fan of yours forever, brother. Let's step it up. Your car was a rocket ship until we go until we go nine to go. Come on, buddy. You need to fix the cotton in that seat. I think you're butt puckered. Well, anyways, <laughs> we'll move on to Talladega next week, and you kick ass there. <laughs> well, this just got awkward. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> this yeah. is good. No, let's let's this is just a chance to refute. Yes, that is. Um, <laughs> well, Logano and the Penske guys were real fast in the short run. That was obvious all night. We were we were a rocket ship, but not the first twenty laps of a run. We were a rocket ship at the end of the run. 
and we didn't have any front brakes. So, yeah, we did get shoved around. He's right about that, but it wasn't much I could do about it. It had nothing to do with your butt puckered. Yeah, my, <laughs> butt was, my butt was puckered a little bit. But it was mainly <laughs> but that had I, nothing to do with the performance of the car. I was driving a car with just rear brakes on it yeah. for the first time. That's part of a pro- That's a slight issue. Hey, pal, you drive a car with no yeah. brakes. Even your butt don't pucker. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Well, I hope you guys aren't giving away any happy lenses this week because I'm drunk and I'm not very happy. We held our position for two restarts in a row in second, and on the last restart, we get shoveled all the way back to seventh place. And the little pip squeak, Joey Logano, goes to victory lane. I hate Joey Logano. He's a nerd, and I think Dale Jr. should put him in the wall next week at Talladega. Well, maybe not Talladega, because we don't want to injure the little girl. I mean, I mean, boy. But we need to win next week at Talladega. Dale, yeah. All right, lot, lot to unpack in that. I don't Paul, think though. he likes Logano. I'm just throwing it out there. Is Logano this dislike? <laughs> Evidently, this is I don't. Not the first call. Yeah, I don't he's know. won two Wait, races, uh, two of the last three. Got, got it. Can't win too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. exactly it. That's right. Don't that's, be doing that. That's exactly it. All right, what's next? Seriously, Junior takes care of his piece all night long, just to have his brakes fade. Are you kidding me, Latart? Are you telling me budget <laughs> brakes could have set the car up better than you? Come on, man. We got a championship to think about. What's his crap about Hogue trying to get some of TJ's pickle on the flight home? It's not surprising, <laughs> though, after seeing Hogue's little football costume picture with those little T-Rex arms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the Jaga bitches. <laughs> Who is that guy? I love it. Who is that guy? I don't know. He's my new hero. I know yeah. that. I'm going to call back. Did he get some sunglasses? <laughs> yeah, give that guy some sunglasses. I'll buy it for him. You know, Amanda, we need his information. Wow. That was Man, a good one. That was great. Uh, you stole you have te- a response? Yeah. yeah you better I mean, call you got back. the arms. You got the pickle. I don't know where yeah. to start. I mean, yeah, Junior rebutted, you know, to, to his detractor. What do you have to say? I'm proportionate. I don't look like a potato head. I don't like T-Rex. I have normal <laughs> arms, normal legs. They're just I'm just shorter than at most. T-Rex arms are short and little with and you have a big head. That's correct. You've seen that movie. Have you looked in the mirror? No. <laughs> <laughs> TJ's the one with a big head. I've got normal arms, normal head. There's nothing wrong with me, but I want that he, guy He's to call got back. the big head in figurative terms. Yeah, yeah literal terms. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Either way. What's right. with the pickle? He uh, asked for TJ's pickle on, on the plane he ride doesn't home. Eat anything he likes. And Amy Amy heard him ask for TJ TJ's pickle, and Amy tweeted it. Oh, okay. just asked there. for TJ's hey, pickle. Like, Awkward. <laughs> TJ, <laughs> you ate your pickle. You <laughs> <laughs> said happened. The, the lights were dim enough to where it would set that awkward mood. Well, that is that is a little strange. Yes. Next. Damn, Junior, riding behind Matt Kenseth is like sitting behind a fat lady at the movies. He just won't get his fat ass out of the way. Anyway, love the race, love the finish. Wow. Wish he's done a little little better, but we're moving up in points. You're doing a great job. Look forward to Talladega, baby. Hell yeah. And all my time, I've never heard anybody call Matt Kenseth fat ass. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> he can block, though. Yeah, it's yeah. at the end of the race, Wait, though. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, he, That's why I thought Kozlowski, like, what was that? I mean, that was that was just an awesome race. I, listen, yeah. I love the overreaction, and I encourage <laughs> that. But I'm saying you love the overreaction <laughs> of Kozlowski yeah. after the race. Yeah. So, but I mean, I was like, what happened between them two? Because I I saw oh, yeah. good racing. I was like, man, that race is like hell. Yeah. You know, and then Brad was mad. I was like, what I miss? Right. You know, we, we were all like that. Yeah. And, I mean, but uh, yeah. You ended up running into Matt accidentally. Because Brad slammed on brakes. Right. The 47 tore Matt's car all to hell, and I hit the I hit Matt's car as well. 
Maybe and I was I was pretty hot at Brad for slamming on brakes and <laughs> yeah. crashing all our cars. You said chill out. Yeah. yeah. But maybe that lady was like, I saw Junior slam into the back of Matt Kenseth at the end of the race, so I'm going to call up Reaction Theater and just call Matt Kenseth a fat ass. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because if Junior Junior's obviously has a problem with him, so I got his back. It's racing, man. It's what happens. All right, last one. Hey, congratulations, Junior, on another top ten. But for that punk, Joey Logano, Mr. <laughs> Slice bread. Maybe we should have Marcus Ambrose open a can of Foster's on your ass, toast that bread, and put some Vegemite on it. Set him back in his place. Dale, yeah. Dale, yeah. <laughs> yes. And Joey's getting it rough. Yeah. I guess he should have won. Hey, I mean, that's what happened. Like Junior said, you start winning races. He's won two of the last three, and that's what happens. I don't care for Joey Logano myself, but the fact of the matter is that guy – races I, the, he is such an incredible racer and the way the way that all four and five of those cars raced and didn't wreck at the end of that i, I was yeah. impressed by all was, of it that was crazy i really was all right reaction theaters open 24 7 all you have to do is call toll free like it's 1983 1-855-740-1902 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message and we'll play the best each week right here on dirty mo radio ahead this week on dirty mo radio Make sure you check out on Wednesday, uh, Fast Lane Family with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Mama is on the show this week, back in studio. And her uh, Aunt Kathy Earnhardt Watkins will join to share their favorite family stories as they celebrate the birthday of the late Dale Earnhardt. Uh, Friday, you can check out JRM 360, the podcast. Kevin Harvick's going to stop by and join the insanity, and that will definitely provide for more insanity. Mike Davis and Kevin Harvick together. And on Mondays, we recap the full weekend for the Junior Motorsports Nationwide and late model teams and Dale's Sprint Cup Series run. And before we throw the white flag, Dega, man, uh, you never know, right? Yeah, Dega's a lottery. Uh, just uh, hopefully we got as much speed and ability as in the car as we had at Daytona where we had to build a new car, obviously, because the Daytona 500 winner is still in the museum at Daytona USA. But we uh, hopefully got a good car. I'm sure we do. And uh, qualifying is going to be interesting. Insane, yeah. And then we're going to, you know, try to stay up there and lead all the last we can lead. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see that qualifying uh, coming up this weekend. That's gonna be very interesting with the new format. All right, Hogue, you ready? Let's throw the white flag. Oh, hey Taylor, one more thing before we go to the white flag. All the stuff that happened this weekend, you didn't talk about meeting RG three. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's I'll, only so so many minutes this show. That's right. I know, but I thought that was pretty cool. You're right. That was um I I, I was I applaud him for coming. Uh, we sort of I guess we sort of twisted his arm a little bit on Twitter, and I applaud him for coming out. Uh, he went through the whole gamut. Uh, NASCAR ran him all over the place all day long, and he did it with a smile on his face and seemed to enjoy his experience. He was tweeting and, and promoting, and, I mean, it was a great crossover appeal. It was a win-win for both NFL and NASCAR and, and um, did a lot of good things. Plus, obviously, being a Redskins fan, I got to being able to get to shake his hand and talk to him a little bit meant a lot to me, but uh, I think it did some great things for the sport. I do too. That's really cool. And uh, good to see him there in uh, Richmond on Saturday night. All right, Hogue, let's throw the white flag. White flag right there, white flag. Junior's got a busy week, which means I have a busy week, so I'll be quick. Tomorrow tomorrow we're doing production work for Napa Auto Parts. Chase Elliott will be in town for that. That's right. Weather permitting. Weather permitting, right. Pretty nasty tomorrow, so we'll stay tuned for more on that. On Thursday, we've got videos to shoot for the National Guard. Then on Friday, it's time to get down and dirty with a sweet lady at Talladega. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not Oops. what it says. <laughs> it does. At, not a sweet lady at Talladega. Oh. 
Sweet lady, Talladega. <laughs> Hoke was using his imagination there. Practices Friday, <laughs> knockout goal on Saturday, the cup race on Sunday. The infield gets insane, Mike. You have to know this. <laughs> Junior is not in Saturday's nationwide race, but three of his cars are. Casey Kane will drive the number five great clip Chevrolet, Regan Smith in the number seven Ragu Chevrolet, and Chase Elliott in the number nine Napa Chevrolet. That race Saturday will be televised on ESPN. Regan is the defending race winner. That's right. Sunday's cup race for Dale Jr. is on Fox. If you're going to Talladega, and you better be, Dale Jr. will be appear live on the sprint stage at 9, 10 a.m. race morning. That's available free of charge for anyone. Lastly, if you're coming to Junior Motorsports for Fan Day on May 23rd and want to participate in the autograph session with Dale Jr., Kevin Harvick, Regan Smith, Chase Elliott, and more, you must have a wristband, and to get a wristband, you must sign up for the random lottery before May 1st. That's this Thursday. Go to jrmracing.com right now to sign up to learn more about JRM Fan Day on May 23rd. That's right. And all of us uh, have uh, contacts, family, loved ones in Alabama. So uh, as, junior, Alabama. As, as Junior yeah. tweeted out, and Mike, you did too, uh, certainly our thoughts and prayers to all those that are battling tornadoes through that uh, area of the country. Good stuff this week. Uh, certainly, uh, in we, we dedicate this to, uh, to Dale Earnhardt. Happy birthday. For Miss Amanda Troutman, for Mike Davis, for Mike Hogue, for Dale Earnhardt Jr., I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download, presented by SPY. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. The Dale Jr. Download is presented by SPY. To see Dale Jr.'s signature SPY 88 collection, Head to spyoptic.com.